Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to your favorite neighborhood wrestling rewatch podcast. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hello. And we are bringing you Shoots and Ladders, a 30-year rewatch and deep dive into the nonsense that was the WWF way back when. Today we are covering the May 8th and May 10th episodes. We have May 8th Superstars and May 10th Raw. We are barreling towards <clears throat> everyone's favorite, well, at least my favorite, uh, early 90s championship that they had, being the King of the Ring. I enjoyed that. We know my favorite event is always the Royal Rumble, but the King of the Ring is fun too. Uh, especially everything they're doing right now. They're really going out of their way to uh, embrace the fact that Hulk Hogan is the champion, because I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? Who? Exactly. So now we're getting everybody else trying to figure out who's going to be the king of the ring, which somehow is another thing. Which, Jen, let's be clear. They don't make it mean anything, Pat. But the best part of all of this stuff is like, whenever they find themselves, whenever you think that they've written themselves into a corner, they go, well, we are a soap opera, so we can just write our way out. Like, mm-hmm. like currently, where, you know, Seth Rollins just won the WWF inaugural whatever Raw champion, they just made a new belt. They're like, we'll just make a new belt. Like, we just don't the even care. We just... WWE Heavyweight Championship? Call it whatever you want. That's what it is. There was two belts. Roman Reigns had them both. He had them for too long. So they just go, well, we don't know how to split these up. So we'll just make a fucking new one. Like I'm not mad about it. They just made a new thing. And spoiler alert, I think it's going to be one of the top faces that's going to get the first King of the Ring. They just made a new thing. Because they're like, what else can we do? But we digress. Because for now, we got to actually qualify. Mm. So, Jen, what the hell did we watch? May 8th, Superstars. Uh, we start with a six-man tag match. Money, Inc. with Mr. Hughes versus the Nasty Boys with Kamala. And I gotta say, Mr. Hughes, his wardrobe fits right in. 100%. He's part of the crew. Um, so, yeah, that, that ends with IRS pinning Kamala. Um, then we get a new face-to-face style interview. Loved it. Loved every second Two, of it. Two, like, um, of those, like, pre-recorded, um, in front of a curtain in a box type interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Gene is the host of this interview format, and we had Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect in these little boxes. I loved coming it. Coming at each other. I loved it, too. Um, then we watched Yokozuna destroy Sean Dakota. We get a crush match. Mm-hmm. Unless you forget about crush, still still beefing with Doink. Um, an update with Gorilla Monsoon, where we go over the whole Luna Vachon Sherry Martell drama. Mm-hmm. Um, badasses, they really are. Yeah, scary. Love them. Um, Razor Ramon versus El Matador Tino Santana for a King of the Ring spot. The other ring qualifying match. Which was filmed, all of this, by the way, was filmed April 6th. So the beautiful part is that they've just had this sitting in the can, ready to show you, yes, Razor Ramon will in fact be going to the King of the Ring. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, it's yeah. not even, like, remotely recent. We're in May. This was filmed a month earlier. Okay. Okay. I mean. It's fair. So they knew that Razor was going to go, you know. Yeah. I believe that. Uh, Razor wins. He reversed a pin. He didn't even do his razor's edge. He just reversed a pin and won. Um, then we get Mean Gene with a doink interview. 
and not an interview, like a what the, am I saying? The face off thing. No, it's not. Is it a face off? He's talking him in like a box. He's in a box, and then there's like a Jim Duggan uh, promo where he's just screaming at Yokozuna, but finally knows how to say Yokozuna. He does. He does. He he learned. He learned. (laughs) Then we get Ray Rugo interview with Giant Gonzalez, and this is still happening because this is still the April sixth episode. So we're still just trotting out. Um, I, I believe my notes that I had here was the giant Gonzalez uh, pubis area that they decided uh, that they were just going to like... You were so upset about the pubis. I was like, what, the hair, like, what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Because it was an actual close-up. Also, they finally um, utilized the giant Gonzalez shots correctly because they just didn't try to shoot up at him. They just fucking had him there towering over the other people. And you're like, that's all you need to see. That's, right. He's a really big dude. Well, they're like, trying to it. make it as dramatic as possible. But yeah, so he is... Um, He's coming at Tatanka because they have a King of the Ring qualifying match coming up. True. Um, that's it for your superstars. That's it. Nothing more. It's done. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to put a pin in, in your conversation. And I'm just going to tell you that nothing here was important. Would you agree or disagree? This is just a glorified, <laughs> they're just doing the glorified clip show thing on a Saturday morning. Sure, but it was it was fun. Well, because you're twisting your hair because you're like, the Shawn Michaels thing is good. I We know, we know that spot was good, but your man is out here working. There was also a six-man tag. I mean, I will say, we got a six-man tag, and we got Razor versus El Matador for the King of the Rings, so there's more, I mean, flash, flashback a year ago, and like, it was six squash matches. True. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit, it's... We're improving. We have a little more. We have a little more meat in the bone. It's also ridiculous, but the Sherry Luna interviews were kind of fun too. That the, their uh, promos. But I think we so, can yeah. agree it's nothing like what we're gonna get on Raw. Like just a whole different. No. Just a whole different no. thing. There's a show versus a clip show. Right. Incomparable. So give me the Raw rundown. Okay, Monday Night Raw. I have written May fifteenth, but it's really the tenth. I don't know why I had to announce that I had it written wrong, but here we go. May tenth, Monday Night Raw. Um, okay, this is my favorite. A cold open, shall we call it, of Monday Night Raw. Maybe ever. At least in these old days. So, Shawn Michaels is being interviewed outside of the building on the streets of New York City, right? NYC. Yeah, there's a crowd of people, and it's just, he's wearing, like, a, sh- like a wrestle, like a wrestling shirt that you, it seems like that you could find at Target now. Like, little cartoon wrestling guys. 100%. Like, he's wearing a really cool wrestling shirt. And black jeans, and so first of all, you don't normally see these guys in regular clothes, so it's fun because of that in, in the first place. So he's being interviewed about how he's gonna like destroy Jim Duggan or whatever, and then out of nowhere, Mister Perfect wearing the most wonderful windbreaker, beautiful, beautiful, whole tracksuit, beautiful, whole outfit, yeah, unbelievable, just attacks him. So then they start just going at it in the street, and there's a car there mm-hmm. with the door. Oh, he was a Cadillac, right? With the door open. And Mr. Perfect just picks up Shawn Michaels and throws him into the car. And he's wearing these crazy red cowboy boots mm-hmm. and smashes the windshield with his cowboy boots. Um, then they're just still, like, everyone's holding them back. Like, it's taken 30 guys to hold these guys back. And it doesn't matter. They still get at each other. Mm-hmm. And then you hear sirens in the background. And it they, they finally get pulled apart and into the building. Um, and it feels really real. Because it kind of is, so we'll get back to that. But um, then we get into the building, and we get Bam Bam Bigelow versus Typhoon, King mm-hmm. of the Ring qualifying match. 
Two big guys. It's passing of the torch almost here because you're you're going mm-hmm. typhoon, earthquake, that old school, that older. They were kind of dominating the '80s, the natural disasters into the '90s, and now he's a big <clears> he's, guy. He's going to hand it off to Bam Bam, the bigger kind athletic of. guy. You know? Yeah, I mean he is. Uh, yeah, so Bammy wins that. And then we get a vignette of our friends Billy and Bart riding into town on their horses. Um, <laughs> Yokozuna versus PJ Walker. So we see Yokozuna twice this week. Um, you know that there was also a dark match where Mr. Perfect beat Yokozuna via countout, via DQ. So there's also a dark match here. I'm really... Okay, we'll, we'll go back to the dark matches when we get dive into this more. But you're making me really upset with all these matches I feel like I was owed. <laughs> okay <laughs> that i'm not getting let me get a king of the ring update so far we got bam bam bigelow hacksaw jim duggan razor ramon the narcissist uh and bret hart in the king of the ring there is going to be a rematch between doink and mr perfect and there will soon be a match between tatanka and giant gonzalez i'm not sure if that's on Su- i think it's probably on superstars next week right i don't know yes tatanka giant gonzalez yeah okay yeah so that's coming up um then we get Mr. Perfect versus Iron Mike Sharp, um, which has a very awkward Mr. Perfect shoving his gum into the ring lady. It's like the heavy ring lady into her into her mouth, and like this, I just have a lot of feels about that whole thing. And like it was, it was a vibe. And I remember it I remember when it I was a yes. kid. Yes. I remember it when we first rewatched it because it was just so jarring. Yeah, and weirdly sexual and just the whole thing about it is just weird she was into it like in a way she was into it which is the only reason it's not more fucked up maybe but it is i don't know anyway Uh, yeah the whole thing is weird uh then we get a mr hughes versus the cannonball kid match and who is the cannonball kid pat sean waltman our man he's making many appearances as we noted his costume a little bit better than the other jobbers right tiny bit um then we close it out with a lumberjack match. Seventeen minute lumberjack match. Seventeen minute lumberjack match, um, which we will again when we dive into this. This is just a little run through. Yeah, it is a. I find it highly amusing with all these lumberjacks and just the whole. Sean comes out in crutches. He's hurt because Mister Perfect hurt him. Um, some kind of miracle happens and then he is better. So like, that's pretty great. He must've just tweaked something a little there, bit. This, um, but this, <laughs> this match has all the hallmarks. So, so first of all, one thing again, that we mentioned at the top, there is a milk carton out there. We have not seen our champion. We have not seen Hulk Hogan. We don't know where he is. We don't know what he's up to. We think he's doing thunder in paradise, but we don't even know. We don't know. We're might, we're, we're here. We're going to see him at the King of the Ring versus Yokozuna. So we're doing a lot on the, the, that A story to show Yokozuna's a badass dude. Yokozuna shows up for the Lumberjack match. He's the only one without a shirt. Like, they definitely could have got him a shirt. They chose not to because they wanted to highlight him beating up Jim Duggan when he does. That was the whole point of that. Right? And we talked about it. And, like, as a kid, I really enjoyed Hacksaw Jim Duggan's, like, gimmick as a kid. Like, oh, he's got a 2x4, and he's yelling at the 2x4. He's kind of unhinged. He's, like, crazy. But, like, watching him try to carry the Shawn Michaels match, which the hallmark of a Shawn Michaels match, similar to a Ric Flair match, is they embrace, at least for me, like, they embrace that whole heel side. So they are getting beat up by the face and then doing dirty tricks to come back into the match. And just... We're watching it, and it's just like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, oh, what's he going to do? A body slam. 
Uh, what is he going to do? A body slam. Yeah, what is he going to do? Uh, looking around. Look at, uh, an elbow. Like, it's just so... It's a stark difference between this guy... One of the participants in this ring is going to be involved in a 60-minute Ironman match. The other one, I don't think he's displayed more than eight moves the entire match. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. I agree. Although Shawn Michaels was wrestling in his Target shirt, which you mentioned, which gets ripped off his body. But conveniently, he has another shirt. Kind of almost a wrestling shirt ready to go. Oh, it's, got like his jeans. A, it's like one of those, like... Like... Bodybuilder like type, like a shirt, whatever things, like yeah, a tank yeah. top, but it's yeah. like bigger than yeah. Um, and like black jeans that are they're tight, like they're not loose fitting jeans. He didn't have a blowout like like Seth Rollins the other day. He didn't. Well, because they're denim, <laughs> they're denim. Like I was like, wow, I don't know how you wrestle on that, and you were like, well, he's really not doing much besides getting. He's getting thrown slammed around. He's getting over. slammed and yeah. thrown around. Yeah. He wasn't. He, he didn't do a ton. There was no sweet chin music. There was like really he didn't. Have much I don't of know offense. if he could do a sweet chin music in those jeans. I'm just saying the whole thing was just kind of comical. Yeah. Um, because it w- it was again, like it was 15 minutes of Hacksaw Jim Duggan doing moves to Shawn Michaels, and then Yokozuna squashing Hacksaw, pushing him back in, and then we we get our end. <sighs> All right. Well, let's 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 get into this whole thing. Um, is there anything from Superstars that you want to talk about? The interview. I enjoyed the interview. Um, the segment that we had with Mean Gene, again, I, 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 I find, at least for me, um, sometimes the entering stuff works. There's a few performers of this era that I think do a really great job and put on a really great match. There's other ones, a little sus. So when we're doing this <laughs> clip show that we're doing, it, it makes it, it does make it a little bit more difficult. I do enjoy the high drama of a, you know brunch gone wrong of a you know two combatants bitching and moaning and yelling at each other through this uh you know through this interview medium so i enjoyed that part of it um i do enjoy when it's bigger people that are that are there getting interviewed you know some of the other people that fall by the wayside as we go the giant gonzalez's and things like that like that's tough there's no undertaker sighting which that's tough because again we're talking it's april 6th you're still promoting this fucking giant gonzalez shit it's still the most ridiculous costume I think that I've seen next to maybe Max Moon, but again, probably not. I Max think this is worse Moon. than Max Moon. So it's just all these little things. Uh, what about you? What did you take? Anything from Superstars? I mean, I know we got another person qualify for the King of the Ring, but again, yeah. I mean, that was a three-minute match. It was silly. Yeah, it was, you know, um, I'm happy that Razor's going, though. He is still one of my favorites yeah, um, of this time. Razor. Of course. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Um, I did think it was funny that <laughs> during the six-man tag... Um, Kamala was like, I think trying to pin someone the wrong way or something. And you're just like, we're watching it and you're like, if, I mean, we've established that he's a man. Like, shouldn't he now learn oh. how to pin someone? And also like, wouldn't, like he can wear like normal clothes now. Like we're, we're in America. He's, was... he's now in America and like, he's been here long enough and he's learning. So like, why are we, why are we still? I mean, we, we try and maybe, may, maybe one day as we get, you know, as we get more of you guys, uh, participating and, and getting back with us, maybe one day we'll do like a mystery science theater 3000 clip or something for some of this. Cause that's all this was like, I'm watching it and we're watching it and we're like, wait, he gets paid off, hands the money to Reverend Slick, which Vince immediately comes over the top and says the money's going to go into whatever the Baptist church is that Reverend Slick runs. 
And it's like, the- like <laughs> just like buy the guy some clothes, like buy him a windbreaker and some pants. Like he, like he can still do his war paint if he wants. So we still know that he's Kamala, but like show a little something different. Instead, he rolls out with his Zulu warrior, I think Zulu warrior outfit yeah. every time. Still does not pin anybody. I'm like, bro, at this point, the idea that you haven't figured out how to pin somebody when you're seen on national television over and over like, again. Like, this is your job. You would it. have figured it you out. You would have figured it you out. You would have figured it out. See, like, I think... It, I think we, We're that, all humans. We, we have brains. We would have... Fi- we, we figure things out, right? So. That's such a funny house show gimmick that, like, if you've never seen the guy and you see the guy, and you're like, oh, it's a big dude and blah, 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 that you can't pin someone. Like, that's a funny house show thing. But, like, at this point, we've seen enough of it that, like, my guy, somebody needs to bring you in the bag and be like, you don't... You can't pin someone this way. Otherwise, I don't even know how we're getting you not to just start assaulting people everywhere you are because you are a man. And we've established that you do know some of the rules that go into this uh, pugilistic adventure. So, I mean, come on. Like, let's just kind of get a little better. So, I always love the IRS energy, the DiBiase energy. You add Mr. Hughes, like, we got this whole, we got a stable. I can't wait for the, you know. The, the million dollar team that Ted DiBiase puts together, the million dollar brain trust, because it's so fucking silly. Because it's just that whole, his whole gimmick is so great. Is that me. like the first faction of this, no. of this, of this time, of this time? Faction? Like, it's almost, I mean, that's basically a faction, right? I mean, they all come out together. I, I don't know. They it's all come po- out to his music. It's possible, but I don't know, because... I mean, if you're talking specifically right now, I don't think there's a faction right now. That's what I'm saying. Is it like and the first faction of like the, the 90s? What do you consider a faction? Two or more or three or more? I don't know. But I, I only ask because you're a tag team's two. Okay, I mean, so no, three I don't or con- more. I don't okay. think anyone considers a tag team a faction. So I mean, we'll you can have tag teams it. within a faction, obviously, like New Age Outlaws or whatever, right. but you so can't. Um, we'll be on the lookout for it because I was going to say right now there's a lot of tag teams a lot of gimmick tag teams like we got the smoking guns coming in which again New Age Outlaws was right there (laughs) I'm like just make them be a little more but uh, the Denim Cowboys are coming we have (laughs) we still have the Beverly Brothers around the Nasty Boys are around yeah specific tag teams that have specific gimmicks so we do have that Um, We, we have Macho Man who during the crush match it says to Lawler that he doesn't qualify for a chance to even qualify for the King of the Ring. Oh, and they just, their back and forth so is good. hilarious. So like, good. Mach and Lawler. Um, yeah. Watch it for that, if nothing else. I mean, Anything else you took from the Superstars? No. I mean, there was some racist comments from Lawler about Tito Santana smuggling in uh, people from Mexico. That's, that's, you know. Um, I was proud of Jim Duggan for finally saying Yokozuna instead of Yokozuma. Um, Yeah, I mean, and Giant Gonzalez says goodbye Indian. Those are the only words he said to Tatanka. So, he can speak. He doesn't say much when he does. No, because I think there is a language barrier there. There, Well, there is. He's he's from Brazil, right? Is he Brazilian? Let's talk about Raw. Let's talk about the beating. Let's talk about oh. Fink's car. $3,300 in damage to Fink's car. Is that how much it was? That's what it says. That's what the trivia says. So apparently... I'm sure Briscoe Brothers yeah. Body Shop helped out. I'm sure. Probably. That was Fink's car. Um, and I guess he was 
like, sad <laughs> about it, but, like, a good sport, you know? Yeah. And Vince thought it was hilarious, because he's I Vince. think it's hilarious. And I think he offered to, like, buy him a new car, and Fink's wife was like, no, we can just get this one fixed. Like, you don't need to be ridiculous. Because that was, like, his brand new car. Yeah, he had just saved he up all his money, bought the car. just bought the car. Then had the car. They're there in New York City, <laughs> and they destroy his car. It's funny. It's just, it's a funny <laughs> little segment, because the real police did get called, and then there's all, like, a kerfluffle afterwards, I guess, when the camera stopped, to be like this was an assault on the streets. And they're like, no, it no, wasn't. this is wrestling. This is wrestling. It <laughs> wasn't an assault on the streets, but it really technically was because Fink was, had to uh, behind, like come behind and say he knew, you know what I mean? Like he didn't know that they were destroying his car. Like if he didn't want to be a good sport about it, he could be like, they inflicted this damage, do a police report. They did fuck up his car, right? Yeah. I mean, you could do that. But again, this is the world of professional wrestling where <sighs> um, nothing is real until it actually has to be real. Right. right. Until there's right. until really we need to make it real. Everything is uh, kayfabe. And uh, apparently Shawn Michaels didn't have shoes that were like strong enough to go through a windshield. So he borrowed Tatanka's shoes. So that's like, Tatanka's th- boots. Those boots yep. were Tatanka's. They're like steel tip or whatever. So he had to wear his boots so they could go through the windshield. And then to go back to what you said, when he's coming down to the rim, he's wearing that the attire from what he got jumped in. And then that's why he's claiming that he got hurt. Yeah. It's the classic Shawn Michaels, like, I got hurt, comes in, and then all of a sudden, like, you realize that he wasn't hurt because he accidentally no, is standing he perfectly. he was hurt. He just needed... Um... He just maybe stretched or something. He didn't. He did. didn't stretch. I watched him walk. Listen, down. Bobby Heenan told me it was a miracle, and I believe him. <laughs> you started audibly giggling and laughing out loud when Bobby Heenan's like, "It's a miracle." So good. It's just fun. Like the the Shawn Michaels Mr. Perfect thing is really fun. They were friends in real life, and Mr. Perfect just is known for being like the biggest ribber. Mm-hmm. You probably know that if you're listening to this podcast, right? Um, so I just find him. Mr. Perfect to be just perfect, right? Like, I he's find, just so funny. I find the entire hype for a Lumberjack match wonderful. They're like, this is your first Lumberjack match on Monday Night Raw and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, the idea of the Lumberjack match is basically, we are going to make someone beat someone else in the ring because when they're out of the ring, they're either going to be by their friends or by their foes, right? That's the right. point of the Lumberjack match. And then they'll throw them back in. Except at one point, Shawn Michaels literally gets almost to the dressing room before brought back by Bob Backlund, which like, I thought was Bob hysterical. Bob Backlund threw him over his shoulder. Shoulder and just like, like fireman carries him back to I be know. like, get back in the ring. Like it was so stupid because it's like, that's not how that's supposed to work. Um, it's so funny. It's um, so ridiculous. It's just so funny that you still like, I gotta get out. But it, the thing you said before about how he is good at like doing dirty stuff mm-hmm. and then selling and being beat up the whole time. It's interesting that you said that because I feel like Mr. Perfect is the same way. Like, he kind of has but, the same thing. And now that he's a face, he still does the dirty shit. 100%. And I love that. And I love that about Mr. Perfect. I love that about Shawn Michaels. Like, that's, um, yeah. I don't that, know where I'm going with this. <laughs> like, I, no, yeah. I was going to be like, Ric Flair does it. Perfect does it. Shawn Michaels does it. It's that old school caliber. Mm-hmm. It's an old school wrestling where you, you know, I mean, you even go to, like, now. Who does it? Roman Reigns. Every match. The referee has to get hurt. Uh, inner outside interference from all these people every match like, but it's, it's specifically always... fun when it's someone who was a heel that's now a face so like it's fun that mr perfect still does this as a face right but when he's... sean's a face he still does this shit when like um because it's it's in their toolkit. seth rollins kind of does this yeah, it, because it's... It, it's in their toolkit it's what mm-hmm. they do in order to win a match it is it is the flow that they have in their matches and it's just accepted right like the eye gouging all the nonsense yeah. like it's okay 
when I he's was, a face. There was one time when we were watching this and Jim Duggan has Sean up, like, about to slam him. And I'm just screaming, like, poke him in the eyes, man. You do your eye poke. Just mm-hmm. poke him. But he can't because he doesn't want to get disqualified even though this does end with a disqualification. Well, he does or eventually eye poke him, but that was... This no. does end with a disqualification because Perfect gets fucking bananas when Shawn Michaels is going to pin him. Because the match yeah. ends with Shawn Michaels standing with Tatanka's cowboy boot over... <laughs> well, first of all, he had used the boots... Because that's about the only physical offensive maneuver he made. He used the boot, took it off, hit him in the face, but yet the referee didn't see that again. He does like a like, like a hold, like a I'm gonna put your head in my in my elbow hold, in my arm. He does like two holds. He does it's, like a hold. It's a tough match. It is a tough match, and the thing that makes it entertaining is the lumberjack aspect. That's the only thing that makes. And it the fact that he's in real people clothes because it's just so funny. Um. It's yeah, weird. The but, start of the match is what makes it entertaining. The yes. lumberjacks are what makes it entertaining. That's about as far as I can say. And the match itself kind of sucks, but you know. And I wonder, like, I always thought the intercontinental title was a really big deal, right? And I think it's because this is when I started really watching this, and it is a big deal right now, and they do make it a big deal, and there's a lot of title matches with Shawn Michaels on Raw and he has all these little feuds and they're exciting and they're fun because the actual champion is nowhere to be found. So they do make the Intercontinental Championship a bigger thing than it feels like it is sometimes in other years. Well... I mean, I think it's, I think it's because of Shawn, but I also think it's because of that's really the only belt that they have. Well, yeah, but I'm going to put the brakes on that for one second, though, because I think part of that is like the idea of the heavyweight championship especially and you know I'll go more towards let's say boxing the idea of the heavyweight championship and when they all have it is these are the biggest guys that are fighting so they might not do the most technically proficient you know throughout times might not be the most technically proficient but you go take someone like Mike Tyson you're like yo this guy just like knocks people out right now you can debate whether or not they put him up against all the greatest guys that are available or timing or whatever but it's that idea of like this is a spectacular show Whereas maybe like a featherweight, right? They usually, those are guys that are a lot skinnier. So they don't have the ability to necessarily knock somebody out, but it's more technical. So I use that because like with the IC, they've gone out of their way, at least in the past, to kind of highlight, to be like, this is kind of like the best technical wrestler that we mm-hmm. had that year. Whereas the heavyweight is the big draw, right? right? He's the draw. So you have Hulk Hogan, he's the draw. Everybody knows who he is. Once Yokozuna gets the belt, he's the draw. Because you're like, look at this big who guy. Who is ever going to be Who's going to beat him? Right. Even you got Roman Reigns now. It's almost like now they said, well, the Intercontinental title exists, but... Um, we're going to make this new thing for Seth Rollins so he can then go fight everybody all the time and kind of have that the weight of an intercontinental title almost in I the think 90s. That, no, I think that has the weight of the the title. But that is nobody's a gonna title be, title. That's but not, I'm just saying, nobody's going to That's beat, the heavyweight title. They've already explained, and, and we both know. No one's going to beat Roman Reigns they can't. on a random whatever day. Yeah, right? they, they can't. So the idea is like, I'm using the analogy because Shawn Michaels is out every week fighting somebody. Every week. And so he's out doing this. If you told me in a vacuum, what is the most important title? I'd be like, well, that's the only title I see. And that mm-hmm. guy's always defending it. So it must be important if everybody's trying to get it. Right? And we talked about this and the gravity of, of this belt and what it means throughout, at least through the 90s. Where, you know, when Razor has it, it feels like an air of importance. Maybe when Gold does has it, it's a little bit less. Right? 
And then when other people have it, it might even be less. And then it comes back, you know, a guy like Sean has it. It's a lot. When Bret Hart had it, it was a lot, right? It, it meant a lot. It feels so much equal more equal to the other belt exactly. when Sean has it, when Bret has it, and when Razor has it. Now, that's the, I think that's the proficiency of the person with it. Mm-hmm. You know, that technical aspect along with, again, that idea, like, here's a big time performer that can match what they're doing in ring. And I think, like I said, to go back to that idea of like, you know, a featherweight versus a heavyweight, like. Featherweight title fights can be amazing if you appreciate and love, like, the sport. You might not see the big knockout because you're not going to have the big guys that are able to knock each other out. How how much do featherweights weigh? Like, what is the weight class? I don't know. I, we're talking probably in the 140s to 160s. Oh, like, so like somewhere little like dudes. Littler dudes. Like, yeah. those are really little dudes. Yeah, somewhere, like, in there. Maybe, I could be wrong. But you're talking heavyweights probably, like, over 220, so you're talking, like, big dudes. Right. You know, and again, I mean, I could be totally wrong in the weight class. I just know, like, as a kid... When they'd be like, Friday Night Boxing would be like a featherweight, you know, might be like a featherweight title match. And you're watching, it's a 12-round match. These guys go really far. They beat each other up, but they might not be able to knock each other out. Even like the middleweights might not be able to knock each other out. Whereas the heavyweights, you're going because you want to see these massive dudes. You want to see a dude that's six foot five, you know, 220 fighting somebody. And like, you know, almost a David Goliath, you know, but not really because they're all like, because even the guys that they're fighting that are maybe a smaller guy, he's still jacked. He's still super strong. So it's a different kind of thing. You might not see that technical proficiency. You know, you might not see that Floyd Mayweather type where Floyd Mayweather is just considered like the best technical boxer, right? And he was able to marry the two and make it be a big boxing event, but nobody's ever going to beat him. So nobody's strong enough to knock him out and he's just going to keep pointing him and winning. And so I think that's, you know, like I said, to go back here, it's that idea like Hulk Hogan's a draw, Yokozuna's a draw. Nobody's just going to beat Yokozuna on a Monday Night Raw. It's not going to fucking happen. When, when he's got the belt. It's not. It's got to be at a paper. You game. just told me that Mr. Perfect beat him in a dark match. Disqualification. Oh, DQ. Like, nobody's going to beat him and take his title, right? It's not going to happen. Also, you told me before we started recording that Superstars mm-hmm. had a dark match. That was Mr. Perfect Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and the, I, and for I the IC. Yeah, so that must have taken place on that day. Like, on why April 6th. are they holding back all these gems because from us? Because that's going to be the king us- of the ring. Right? Isn't that the King of the Ring or SummerSlam? They're, I so don't think it's until SummerSlam. Right. So That's beca- a long time. Because that as a dark match means nothing. Right? Because he didn't take the title from him. And we know from just reading books and knowing how the industry works. Like, they're going around the circuit working their match before they get to the level that it's at the pay-per-view or it's at the, the live taped event. So they're just working together, putting them out. Like, it's not going to matter. Just go have a match. Right? They're working all this stuff out and they're working out the kinks for when they do actually record it. And then you have this bigger match. I mean, again, you take just, you know, what's going on in uh, current wrestling now where you're like, hey, there was just a pay-per-view this past weekend. Who's all together? The Bloodline, KO, and and Sami Zayn. Why is it all the same people? Because they're all working together. That's just what they're doing. They're traveling, working together. And they're just figuring out different permutations to have the same thing happen over and over again. And they just tweak one more thing, you know? Oh, well, now... You know, Jimmy and Jay are turning on Roman, whereas, you know, before they're beating this one up or that. Like, think about how many times we've seen those six performers together with Paul Heyman in the past five months. They're (laughs) always together. It's always a combination of all of them together. You don't just all of a sudden see someone else. Like, yeah, you had Cody Rhodes that was in there for a minute with the WrestleMania event. But outside of that, it's just the same, you know, these same people are all circling each other. Because I think that's just how the industry works, right? You're getting better matches by creating these rivalries and doing these things so i you know that might be why that was like that at that point but again you want to pay off right so you know that six minute match is not gonna be a payoff on the superstars on a saturday morning 93 
it's going to be a payoff at the King of the Ring because now these two are jarring each other. They're beating up Fink's car. I mean... They're, he's beating him up in the ring. He cost him the match, technically. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole purpose of this match was just to remind you that Hacksaw and Yokozuna are beefing mm-hmm. and to further the feud with Sean and Perfect. Which... You know, I think the other thing we took from this, too, is, like, you know, you're talking about Hacksaw and Yokozuna. Like, Hacksaw looks so much bigger than fucking Shawn Michaels. And he's not he even, is. like, the biggest dude. He is so but much it, bigger. But it's not like he's the biggest dude. Like, Hulk Hogan is bigger than Hacksaw. So he's got to be that much bigger than Shawn. Like, it's like Shawn Michaels is just... That's the thing. Is that when it starts to... When it does shift and you get the, the smaller guys... Um, that are the, the, the champion. It just changes things when it's like a Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. It's really like a. Well, they have to be so David much better, Goliath. right? They have to be so much So much better. So much more. So much and they better. are. More I would they say are. that yeah. Bret Hart is and Shawn Michaels is. They're both, oh, mm-hmm. they're both really. I mean, like, Bret Hart's so technically technical yeah. and Shawn is just. He's. I don't know. But it's. Well, Shawn's. Super in, athletic. In and, performance, yeah. Yeah. And it's also like. A, it's also a, a cadence and a rhythm. Because it's like you see Jim Duggan pick him up and you're like, I guess he's going to slam him. He picks him up and he's holding him. There's like no direction to like what the next thing is after the next thing after the next thing. Whereas you see like you know, you see like a Bret Hart, you know, he'll do a suplex and then he'll slowly saunter over to the second rope for his four. Like doing, setting, moving, you know, like a flow to it. That just doesn't exist here. Same five. No, there's no, this match, honestly, it sucked. It's probably, it's not a good match, but it's worth watching because it's entertaining. I agree. This this Monday Night Raw, entertaining as fuck, yeah. worth watching. Don't expect a good wrestling match though. I think that's fair to say. Who was your MVP of the Monday Night Raw, or who's your MVP of the week? Uh-huh. It's easy for me. Mine is Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Puts the gum in the woman's mouth. Oh my god! Passes match, windbreaker <sighs> beatdown, and also he ends up ending the lumberjack disaster. He ends that match by coming in yeah, yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll he's just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he had the fucking one-on-one where he's in a suit, full-on suit. He went from a full-on suit, as if he's a guy that's wearing a suit, in the one-on-one discussion with Shawn Michaels. Oh, he's he was wearing in a, a suit. suit. I yes. don't remember. To then the windbreaker, and then, you know, him and his, his <laughs> he normal was really, garb. They were funny in that. Him and his singlet with then throwing on a lumberjack Making shirt, fun like, of his earrings and shit. 100%. That was, that was funny. I am going to go with Mr. Perfect. Who you got? I, I'm going to agree. Okay. Well, we'll double down with that. Loser of the week, I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan because he can't catch a he can't catch a win. Like he stumped last week to get this match. He's destroying him throughout the entire match. Can't get the win, even with all the long. I'm going with Kamala because at least Hacksaw's getting his USA chant. Okay. Um, he's a close second to me. Close second, but Kamala, like, come on, man, come on. Get Where's with the, the fucking program. Bro, get, it's the get 90s. Get with the program. Get yourself some nice neon colors. Get a tracksuit. Just a tracksuit. Do your war paint. And fucking wrestle like that. Like, Reverend Slick, take this man to a Brooks Brothers. Get him a fucking suit. Oh, do Brothers. something for him. Take him to an outlet store. Help this guy out. Put him in some clothes. He's got to be cold. Like, help this man out. He can't be walking around the streets like that all Here's day. the thing. He is a man. Suit. But he's not a very good wrestler. No. And he needs to get with the program. Um, what else we got? I'm ma- match of the week. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my match of the week is actually Bam Bam Typhoon. Okay. I'm going to go with the Lumberjack match, but I don't, I, I, I see why you went with that. Well, Bam Bam Typhoon, I feel like it's two big guys. I just found guys. it was a little bit more entertaining, but the, I do think that. The a lot more lulls in that Lumberjack match, if you ask me. There were a lot of lulls. A lot of lower points. Oh, it was, it was also, it was long and, and mm-hmm. I was funny. We were watching. I'm like, I remember loving this match so much, but it does suck. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. now, as we always do, we check in. 
Did we learn anything regarding our three key players for the Montreal Screwjob? Brett. I haven't seen Brett. I don't Sean, know what he's doing. I don't know where he is. I don't Vince. know what's going on with my guy Brett. I don't know. I've learned that Jack Tony is still the president of the WWE. Yeah, so yeah, if, okay. if he's the one that's in charge of everything, but we know it's not. So that part didn't move too much. And I mean, Shawn Michaels clearly is out here performing. There's no reference here. Now, now, mind you, Bret Hart could be at the next Raw, which if he is, we don't know. But if he is, then that would flow with like, okay, he just came on later. So the first hour they did this and then the next hour. But having said that, I mean, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him talking. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. I know he's the number one seed. Maybe he's down in Florida filming Thunder in Paradise. I know Lex Luger's coming for the number one seed at the King of the Ring. I know King of the Ring is coming in June. I've seen the animated lions. I know we're we're doing the thing. I do know that my personal favorite Monday Night Raw might be next week. Mm -hmm. It's either the next week or the week after I'm going to give a little spoiler alert. The man from Miami sells and puts over... The Cannibal Kid. I mean, it's so fucking good. It's really good. It's so good. When I was a kid, I was like, wait, so now I have to watch all these things? And that was the amazing part of it. It's because you're like, Razor Ramon's not going to lose this. Because I do remember watching the Raws and going, well, if it's not two people that I know, I don't need to watch it. Because I know how it's going to end. Right? So I would walk away or change the channel. doesn't matter how old you are. You knew that if you see PJ Walker come out, he's going to lose. Except maybe he doesn't. Except maybe he doesn't. And I do like how we're finally building out our stable. Because we saw, too, a little bit further, as we get closer to the King of the Ring, Diesel's going to appear. Like, we're building out our stable. So we're going to mm-hmm. have a whole bunch of people. So He's we're really going to... those the, the squash matches are going to be less and less and less. But... Yeah. Jen, anything else you want to add to our episode? No, I just really liked it. I know. <laughs> we are the Shoots and Ladders podcast. You can catch us on the Twitter box at BLC underscore pod. You can catch us at Shoots and Ladders pod. You can catch us at BeckyLeftTheChat at gmail.com. Where else, Jen? Instagram. Shoots. Two underscores. The letter N. Two additional underscores. Ladders. That's where we are on Instagram. And um, yeah, if you like us, please subscribe. Um, We really, really like. If you like us a lot, don't be shy with the ratings. Huh? We would really appreciate it. It really does help. Um, actually, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, thanks for sticking around and um, going down this journey with us. We're still going. We're we'll still, still be here. here. King of the ring, barreling towards it. Jen, as always, Montreal might or might not have been a work. <laughs> Bye. Bye.